You're listening to the Naptime Empires podcast with my mom, Nikki Ellidge Brown. Mom, your show's on. Thanks, bud. I got it from here. Welcome to the Naptime Empires podcast, refreshingly honest conversations on the realities of parenthood and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Nikki Ellidge Brown. Let's get started. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm actually very curious if you're here because it was just the most recent episode or just because the subject or the headline that I have picked in the future was intriguing to you because I'm going to let you in on a secret, which I probably have told you before in a previous podcast episode or somewhere. Naming things is like my least favorite part of anything that I do online. That goes for email subject lines. It goes for podcast titles blog post headings because I really don't like thinking about it and then trying to be like, well, what are people most likely to click? You know what I mean? Which is ironic because people want my help and literally pay me for help with naming things. But the truth is, bottom line, one of my things I always say, doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be shared. All that to say, I'm really glad you tapped this podcast because I want to talk about something I feel is very important obviously, or I wouldn't be talking about it. And that is, again, I don't know what I'm naming this particular episode, but it's the whole idea of FOMO, of feeling like you need to live your life online or else everyone in the world is going to forget about you. This can happen just in life in general. It can happen if you've just had a baby and you want to take some time off for maternity leave and you're not sure what that looks like. It can happen for any kind of reason or season of life. But this conversation comes up a lot. In my own head, it's come up a lot over the last couple of years. Originally, I started my business when my oldest, my oldest son, Bryson, was only 18 months-ish when I started my business. So he came first. But then when I had Diki two and a half years ago, at the time I'm recording this, obviously I had had a business going on. So I hadn't ever experienced this, what do you do when you have a newborn and your business going on. You know, how do you navigate the maternity leave thing? And I have a lot of episodes and amazing conversations. If you haven't listened to conversations, I think I talk about it with Denise, which is episode 10, but you can scroll back through. There's lots of really great conversations because there's no one right way to do it. You know, that's the bottom line. There's no one right way to do it. It has to be what's right for you. But today I really want to, it's kind of a workshoppy thing because I really encourage you to take time today Like now, either like while you're listening to this episode, you can pause it or even after you're done listening to it, just take five minutes even to really sit with these questions that I'm going to pose to you here. And again, the inspiration for this came through a Facebook group that I'm in and I've seen this question multiple times. I've dealt with it myself, which is like, what do you do? You know, how do you navigate this time? If you want to have space and you want to step away, to be honest, and again, it could be because of a baby or anything. And you just want to step away for a little bit, but part of you is afraid that everyone's going to forget about you. And I wanted to talk about this because I have also really, this has been building up for years. Every time I send an email out, you know, through Infusionsoft or whoever you use for email marketing, and then you get however many autoresponders back instantly. I don't know how you feel about autoresponders. I don't actually care for them. I mean, some are really helpful. I actually think as a customer service strategy, 
it can be really helpful because it can direct people to, you know, getting an answer quicker for their needs. So some of those autoresponders, I think, are actually really helpful. But the autoresponders that I'm like, that's just a waste of your digital breath. And I'm not a fan now that I have it in my inbox. It's like you just played hot potato with me. When it's people feel the need to announce that they only check their emails twice a day during these particular times. Because I don't ever, exp- well, especially if I'm sending a, like, a mass email to my whole online community. But even then, if I'm sending a personal email to someone or I'm someone's client and I'm sending an email and then I get a response back that says, FYI, in honor of my time or whatever it is, I only check my email from 12.02 to 12.04 and 3.10 to 3.13 in the afternoon. I'm like, that is wonderful for you. And I am happy for you and your boundaries, even though oftentimes it's those people who will respond within 15 minutes when you send the email, but they'll announce it. And I'm like, I didn't expect an instant response from you. So I don't even know if you check your email once a day and that's okay. To be honest, I really think that's okay because I don't even check my email once a day. So the reason why I'm sharing this with you, there's no shame in the game if you have an autoresponder. This carries on to social media. I'll get there in a second, but I'm starting with email because this is where I've noticed it for years where I'm like, dude, I don't need to know when you check your email. I'm not expecting an instant response. And to be honest, if that many people expect instant responses from you, you're not attracting the right kind of clients. Talk about dream clients and customers, dream friends, mentors, whoever the hey is emailing you. If they expect an instant response and if they don't get it, they're emailing you again that's a problem. So we need to address how you're showing up to clearly communicate, you know, that you have a life and you're not on demand for everyone who you happen to know through the internet. Do you know what I'm saying? If you do have an autoresponder, again, I think it can be great from a customer service perspective where it's like, hey, here's our frequently asked questions. If you're a you know, member of our course community, then you can go here. If you're a one-on-one client, you can go here. Otherwise, you can expect to hear back from us in two to three days or whatever. That's fine. I just really feel strongly that people should not expect to hear back from you instantly. And it's all about how you communicate those expectations up front. And I just don't feel like an autoresponder should be necessary in the case where you're like, I only check my email at this time and this time because it's TMI. I don't need to know that. You don't have to get back to me immediately. And I don't need to know when you're checking your email. Or even honestly, if you're on vacation, like this has been a... A transformation. Okay. A term I love to use is laptopless. And I remember early on in my business back in the summer of 2014. So, you know, just over a year into my business, it was a huge deal for me to go on vacation without taking my laptop. I was going laptopless as I call it hashtag laptopless. And that was a big deal for me to like detach from my laptop. And I remember that and I shared it if you were, you know, part of my community back then. I shared that and it was exciting and it was fun and I was off the grid. I still had my phone, but internet was kind of unreliable and I just had a notebook and paper and magic happened. That's when I rewrote a course about copy to streamline it for the grand reopening and we had a really fun summer school launch and all these fun things ended up happening afterwards because I just unplugged for a while and gave myself permission to do that. But I remember it feeling like a big deal and that was just a week without my laptop And then if you've known me in the last couple of years, there have been (laughs) almost months where I haven't opened my laptop. Okay, I'm not to say that this is like, don't, you know, maybe don't try this at home. But I want to share this with you 
to model that life goes on and the internet won't forget about you if you're not glued to your inbox or your social media accounts or whatever it is. There are caveats there. Obviously, your financial security is important. Your income is important. But to be honest, if you feel like if you don't answer your email, you're not going to make any money, then you need to figure out other ways to make money because you either need to have some existing one-on-one clients. Even then, if those are coming to a close and you feel like if you're not showing up online, you're going to run out of clients, then you need to talk to those existing dreamies and get some referrals for some new clients lined up. Or if you have an online course, then you need to have some form of reliable traffic that's coming in some kind of evergreen system where people can join your course or some kind of offering that doesn't depend on you always showing up online or else your whole life falls apart. Can you please give yourself that insurance? Because as much as you may love to show up online, and if you love to show up online all the time, then that's great. And honestly, this conversation isn't for you. This conversation is for those who feel like they just want to take a break, or I would say run away from the internet for a little while, but there's a level of fear that's keeping you from doing it. And so I just want to get you thinking about that and examining that and getting curious about that, because what is that fear about? If it's, like I said, if it's about income, then get some systems in place to where you're not reliant on showing up every day or however often you show up every day or multiple times a day or whatever you do, just get some other systems in place to where it's not so dependent on it. If you don't want to be showing up all the time. Okay. So if it's the income piece, there are systems and ways that you can handle that. And if you need referrals to really smart friends, I've got lots who can help you with the businessy sides of things. But the other piece is that it might just be the ego and it really is truly just fear of like, well, everybody's going to forget about me and life's going to go on. And then who am I? And nobody's going to know who I am and whatever. And I want to speak to that again from experience, dude, from experience. If you look back in 2000, again, this isn't necessarily a try this at home business advisory, whatever, but I sent like two emails in the first half of 2017, maybe, I don't know. It wasn't a lot. And then even afterwards, like I just didn't even, I didn't send many emails and the world didn't crash around me. Was it my best, most profitable year in business? No. Was there a huge life transition going on? Yes. And I needed to be here for that. I needed to be like more present in my offline life. And to be honest, as I discuss in episode seven, which I just looked up so that I could refer back to it, permission to unplug, I'm pretty confident saying that we all need to be more present in our lives offline these days. And I was just talking about it with my sister-in-law, how it's like, this has never happened, you know, in humankind, we've never had so much access to the world at our fingertips, which is a beautiful thing. And I'm so thankful for the internet. And I, so many of my very nearest and dearest best friends, and obviously my whole business has come from the magic of the internet. But at the same time, there are side effects going on and we have to be honest about it. And this is not a judgy thing. This is just a friend to friend thing that I just want to say, let's just question it. Let's just pause long enough to zoom out and be like, how are we showing up in our actual real lives in our physical space in our home in our work in our office with our clients and honestly when I say offline I really just mean out of the public eye like it does not have to be social media it could just be how you're showing up with your actual clients because there's so many people who have air quotes 
online businesses, but they don't have a huge social media presence in terms of showing up every day or doing Instagram stories or documenting everything in their lives. Some do, and that's great. If that lights you up, do it. If that's how you feel most fueled and expressed and connected, then do it. But again, if that's the case, you're probably not questioning and you're probably not listening to this episode if that's the case for you. I'm talking to you if you're just not sure. And to be honest, I'm not even sure exactly how I want to show up. And maybe it'll change in different seasons of life, which is always fine. We're always growing, shifting, changing. But I want you to be honest in each particular season of your life about how you really want to show up offline. And that includes making a plan for how you want to show up online. And that means what do you actually want to share online? And how often do you want to share online? Where do you want to share it? And when do you want to share it? Meaning, do you want to share stuff while it's actually really happening? Or do you want to document whatever you want to document and then later on, once you're reflecting on it, share it from there? I know I've heard Brene Brown and Glennon Doyle both talking about, and I don't know which one originally said it, or maybe neither. Maybe it was one of their friends talking about sharing from the scars as opposed to the wounds. And I also feel like sometimes we feel this pressure just in the name of authenticity and vulnerability to share whatever's going on while we're in it. But we don't owe that to anyone. You don't owe that to anyone. If it's on your heart and it feels true for you, okay, share it. But also consider it's okay for you to just share it with the people who can hold space for that particular circumstance, situation, moment, and then share later. It's okay. But I just... When people are sharing it because they feel like they're missing out or like the boat's leaving and you're running down the pier because you feel like, okay, she's sharing that. Oh, but he shared that. Okay, well, then here, here's my thing, everybody. Okay, cool. And you're just on a hamster wheel, like trying to keep up. And I'm just here to say, check your hamster wheel, (laughs) like make sure that you're on a path that is actually how you want to show up in your life again, online and offline. How do you want to be in your life? Because we have passed the point where it's just a supplemental thing. This phone, this computer that we hold in our hands is a huge part of our lives. And so if we are not intentionally thinking about like, what do we want to share? What do we, how are we consuming and how are we creating? Then it's a recipe for a mess. You know it. I know it. I mean, I know it. The reason why I'm talking to you about this is because just yesterday I texted a screenshot to one of my buddies to say, okay, I think it's about time for me to delete Facebook and Instagram just temporarily, just for a reset, just to recalibrate and consider how do I want to show up online? Again, the things I'm asking you to consider today, I'm asking of myself right now. That's why I wanted to document it here. This isn't a one and done thing. This is something we need to regularly come back to because this is part of our lives. And it's not going away. So it's not about digital abstinence. My friend Christy Goodwin, if you haven't listened to episode two, I highly recommend going back and listening to that one and also following her on Facebook and everywhere that she shares. She's in Australia, but this is like her area of expertise, especially as it relates to raising kiddos in this digital age. But it's really important because our kiddos are watching us and they're watching, again, in my case, how consumed we are. Like I'm just scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. It's not even a matter, like I said, the episode seven is more about our consumption and how much we're just mindlessly scrolling. And again, I'm grateful to a degree because it's how I've met so many of my friends and made so many connections and built the business, blah, 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 blah. 
so there's the consumption piece, but then there's also the creation piece. And that's what I'm talking about really today, because it's like, what do you actually want to be sharing? And if you can come to terms and to peace with that, and you can be like, yeah, okay, here's my plan. And I'm not, this isn't about like a editorial calendar. I've never even had one of those. It's not about that, but it's just about taking, like I said, five to 10 minutes today and thinking about, hmm, at this particular moment in my life, knowing that I have permission to change my mind and my strategy and whatever the F else you want to change at this particular moment, how do you want to be showing up? How do you want to use social media and even email as a tool and being intentional about it. And it has nothing to do with how the so-and-so, the next tab over is doing it. That's one of my main things I want to say is please don't base it on so-and-so looks successful. So-and-so has a lot of followers on this particular platform, so I should do whatever she's doing, however she's doing it. And that is not the recipe for a happy life because then you're copying and pasting and you have no idea what her back-end results look like. Or maybe she feels like she's exhausted because she feels like she has to show up all the time. Or maybe she's bored with it. Maybe she is completely fulfilled and fueled by it again, which is great, but that's not for this particular conversation. This is for those who are questioning it and thinking, hmm, maybe I do want to take a break, but I'm afraid of what that would lead to. Are you with me? I think it's powerful. Not I think. I'm going to try not to say I think so much. Obviously, I think this is my podcast. Duh. Of course, this is what I think. But I just want us to consider it and just to be a little more intentional. And even if you need to set a reminder once a month or once every other month or once a quarter to just make a plan with, all right, how does it feel good for me right now to be showing up? And how often? You can always change it. But if you're like, yeah. I'd rather, for example, if I'm going on a family vacation, now, look, I had a blast sharing my Hawaii trip with you, and we're about to be going to Alaska, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to want to share that with you in real time, at least in stories, not necessarily in posts, or maybe I will, and I'll follow the inspiration, but that's part of my plan. It's like, if I'm inspired to share something, I'm going to share it, but if I'm not, I'm going to try not to at least guilt myself or shame myself for being like, Oh, Nikki, you're not posting every single day. You're inconsistent, whatever. It's like, again, we're navigating this new normal together. And I say new normal, but it's still always constantly changing. And we need models. And I would say it's leadership to show different ways of showing up. And that's the thing I wanted to tell you from experience over the last couple of years. I shared really openly and frequently in the first couple of years or few years. Goodness, it's been a while that I was in business, I was sharing more openly then. And to be honest, I would like to share more than I am currently sharing. You know, like I'm working through my own stuff around that. I just wanted to say from experience in this season where I haven't been sharing as much and I wasn't emailing as much or posting as much, it's fine. My business didn't collapse and my list didn't drop to zero and nobody was like, boo, Nikki, you suck. Or if they did, then they unsubscribed a long time ago. It's fine because again, your dreamiest dreamies will, first of all, aren't even going to notice for a while. This is one of my favorite things from my friend, Marsha Shander, yes, yes, Marsha.com. And she's talking about when you go into a party and you're so self-conscious and you're thinking, oh, what's everyone going to think of me? It's like, you can be relieved to know that they're actually thinking about themselves. They're worried about the same thing. You know, they're not even worried about what what's going on with you. And it's the same thing that to me is the ultimate. That's like the auto responder. 
I'm like, everybody's so concerned with like, if you don't get an instant response and nobody's expecting an instant response. And again, if they are, they're the wrong person. And that's a bigger issue we need to talk about setting those expectations. But otherwise, it's like, it's okay. It's okay. As long as your clients, especially as long as your clients and customers are cared for, that's important. That's a distinction. But I'm just saying for the people who are just hanging out in your space to just learn from you and connect with you and, you know, go along the journey with you. You don't even owe them an apology. Let's say that. I remember when I first started a blog for fun back in 2012 or yeah, 2012 after I had Bryson and whatever, I was like, I don't want to do one of those blogs where it has to be chronological because that was driving me kooky when I would read other people's blogs and they would do chronological, like it had to be dear diary, everything that happened in their lives. And if they missed a month or two or whatever, they'd be like, so sorry, guys. Here's everything that's happened in the last five months, you know, and it's like one, you don't owe them anyone an apology for living your life and not posting if you just didn't want to or didn't have the time or for whatever reason that you didn't post. You don't owe anybody an apology for it. Hashtag not sorry. (laughs) I'm really, if you're a friend of mine and you apologize a lot for things you don't necessarily need to apologize for, you can count on me to reflect hashtag not sorry back to you. So one, hashtag not sorry. You don't owe anyone an apology because you don't owe it to them in the first place. And two, they probably didn't even notice. And beyond that, your dreamiest dream clients are going to be there for you. And they're going to be excited to hear from you. It's okay to give them a chance to miss you. Give us a chance to miss you. If there are things going on in your life that you just really want to be present to and for right now, that those resources of you sharing stuff online, it's like you do a cost benefit analysis. You know what I mean? And if you just need to spend those resources offline and keep that energy for yourself, for your family, and for your immediate like circle of clients and customers, then do that. And don't worry about apologizing to us. And don't worry about us forgetting about you. Because if we truly know you and we like you and we trust you because that's how you're showing up online when you do show up, it is the quality over the quantity that counts. And this is also where you can be really thankful to your past self for showing up the way that she's been showing up because you've created a body of work that's going to serve people for months, if not years, even when you're not currently showing up. Again, I say this and I know that, you know, income stuff is real. And again, there are ways for you to get systems in place. And this is a wake up call. If you don't have systems in place and you are 100% dependent on every day showing up online or you cannot make any money in your business, then consider this a wake-up call and an opportunity for you to fix that. So if it's your one-on-one clients, get that referral system in place. If it's your course or workshop or whatever, start thinking about how you can get organic or even paid traffic through a system that helps the right people know exactly what it is you have to offer and figure out if it's for them. So that's an opportunity there if you're dependent on income. But if it's the piece of the FOMO, like the internet's going to forget about me if I just take a break here. I just want to call you on that and say, It's not true. It's okay to take a break. This is your life. This is your one precious life. And it's important that we put a little more thought into it. And I'm saying this to you because I'm saying this to me as always. We're in this together. And I would love to discuss this with you in the playground. Go to naptimeempires.com slash Facebook. I would just love to hear from you. If you've been afraid to step back for a little bit because of FOMO, 
And even though you're like, I don't even know what I'm afraid of. I just feel like I can't stop. Like I'm, I'm just running like you're on a treadmill. Like you just can't stop. Again, I'm not a business coach saying this. I'm just like a person who really wants you to actually enjoy the life that you're living. And I've been there. I just want to say like, it's okay. And I feel like it's also great for your dreamies if you do step back and you're not apologizing for it and you can let everyone know and say, thank you for being here when I come back or thanks for whatever it is. You can say thanks. That's just a side note. If you feel like apologizing, like, oh, so sorry, I'm one minute late. You can say, thanks so much for waiting. Kind of the same thing. You don't have to apologize. Like, sorry, it's been so long since I emailed you. It's like, don't even worry about that. Just say, hey, here's what's been going on. And you're modeling this. It's leadership. Because again, this is a new time. This is a new era in like human history. We've never been dealing with this. Always ready 24-7 access to technology in the whole world at our fingertips. So we're all learning this together and co-creating what life can look like. And so when you say, look, it's okay to step away if you need to step away for a little while, then you're showing other people it's okay for them to. Because what kind of life is it? If we're all just doing things out of fear of being forgotten, that's not the kind of life I want to live. So there's a little rebel in me and I feel there was a lot in 2016 and 2017. I found myself saying a lot, like I just, I feel like I want to take a delayed maternity leave, you know, and just run away from the internet for a little while. And while I never fully disconnected and stopped, you know, like even, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I all but did, like it all but flatlined in terms of my presence out there in the public space, obviously still showing up in my course groups and for clients and private, you know, groups that I would host and stuff. But publicly, I just haven't been posting as much. And honestly, I've been doing the podcast, but I haven't necessarily been sharing the podcast very publicly either. So it's just been like, it's okay. It's kind of cool, honestly, because then you appreciate the people who are there with you wherever you're showing up and you set the terms and you get to choose wherever it is that you are showing up. It's kind of cool because you know that, and this is how I've described you lately. I'm like the people who have been hanging out with me in 2016, 17 and 18, they really had to work (laughs) to find me. Like they really had to be listening closely because I have not had my volume turned up. It's like I haven't completely disappeared, but I also haven't been shouting anything from the rooftops, really. And so I really appreciate if you're one of those dreamies who's been hanging out with me in the last couple of years and basically Deaky's lifetime, then I appreciate because that to me is ultimate dreamy status. Like you're listening closely and you're really here with me because that's just how I've been. That's the life piece has needed a lot more of my time, attention and energy as my family's been going through this transition. And so the online piece has been turned down. I just, I know that that's okay. And I wanted to share that with you. I know this has been kind of rambly, but again, it's just like I'm talking to you through a long Ace Voxer message as if you're one of my buddies already, because it's important. This conversation is important because I hear it going on in all kinds of groups that I'm in on. And I, and whenever somebody is brave enough to post and be like, look, y'all, how did you manage this? And what did this look like for you? And some will say, go in and automate your social media. And that's totally fine too. We're going to have a great conversation coming up with Laura Roder of Meet Edgar. And we'll have a great conversation about that too. It's certainly an option. But my main goal today with this conversation is to get you to get curious about your own desires and your behaviors in terms of how you're showing up. Consuming 
email and online information and social media and all that, like I said, there's a permission to unplug episode, episode seven, that was super early on. One of the first episodes, obviously, because now we're on 51, I think, or 50 something. But that's the consuming part. This one is about the creation part. And I just want you to know there's no right or wrong way. It's about what actually feels good to you and works for you in your life, in this particular season of your life, subject to change. You have the right to change your mind at any given moment. But for now, you're never going to feel good unless you're a little more intentional about it. So just think about it. How do you want to show up? When and where do you want to show up? And why? I mean, that's probably the biggest question is why. Maybe you're going to go through these questions and ask yourself and be like, you know what? I would actually love like the idea of having a business that doesn't depend on me showing up on social media in a certain schedule sounds amazing. And so find a model for that. There are, you can find different business models, even if it's like a personal brand, but it's all cool. Like knock three times on the red door, three doors down or whatever secret password, you know, and it's like that person never even does Facebook live, doesn't really even have a pub, an Instagram, like that's cool and totally possible. So, but in order to find those models for the inspiration, just to prove that it's possible, you have to get clear on if that's actually what you want. And so that's it. I just really want you to question and get clear on in this season of life, how do you want to be showing up and how often do you want to be showing up? Don't base it on what anybody else is doing. Just get quiet and get really honest with yourself about what feels good to you in this season of life. Okay, I hope that's helpful. I really want to hear from you on this. So tag me. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Tag me in an Instagram story or wherever. Or if you're on Facebook, again, tag me, find me if you want to have this conversation. I'd love to hear any aha moments for you or what works for you in terms of your ideal schedule of how you're showing up online. If you're not going to be showing up online anymore, then obviously you can't tag me and that's fine. It's okay. I feel the soul connection right now. I can see you nodding your head and saying peace out, but really you get to do this your way. And that's the biggest lesson of all. I hope you're doing great over there. Thank you again for hanging out with me today and I'll catch you next time. This show may be over, but the conversation is just beginning. Head on over to naptimeempires.com slash Facebook so you can join my free... Wait, did I say free? I'm in priceless, rapidly growing community of Naptime Empire Builders for deeper discussions, behind the scenes scoop, and of course, updates whenever I've got new stuff coming up for you. naptimeempires.com slash Facebook. See you there. See you next time. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 